All right, good morning, everybody. Get everything ready here. All right. Uh, we are continuing to look at Jesus in the Old Testament today, continuing in Leviticus. We started this last, last time. Um, and again, you know, with Leviticus, um, not, not a whole lot of application in Leviticus for us today as believers, you know, like, like there would have been, in the, you know, uh, like there would have been in the Old Testament when you, you, when you were making these sacrifices if you were a Jew. Um, and if you'll turn to Galatians chapter 3, um, verse 23, it says, But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up into the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, the law was, was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Okay, so you're not, you know, you're not going to get a, much application in the book of Leviticus, um, like how to live the Christian life or anything like that. It, it's just a lot of details on how these sacrifices were to be done and what the priest would do in their duties as a priest. So this was kind of like an instruction manual for a priest, basically, is what Leviticus uh, is how you can see it. Um, so, what, so what do we get out of it? You know, should we skip it when we get to it? You know. Um, is it, is it not that important? Well, think about this. What if none of these sacrifices had taken place, okay, and none of these, none of this, this Leviticus was written down, and then Jesus shows up in John chapter 1 and verse 29, where John says, Behold the Lamb of God, which, which taketh away the sins of the world. Now, without Leviticus, without all these sacrifices and all these details, you know, what would that mean? It, it wouldn't mean anything, right? Um, they wouldn't have a clue what he was talking about. Um, because there, was, there would be no shadows, no types of Christ to, to, to point back to. But with, with books like Leviticus, the Jews especially would be without excuse. Um, they could look back, especially after Christ died, and think about all the details of, of his life and his death, and you can clearly see it, unless you, unless you don't want to see it, right? Um, the Jews would clearly see it because, they, or they could clearly see it because they knew the law. They understood the sacrifices. We can see it clearly because we can take Leviticus and we can go through it you know, with a fine-tooth comb um, and we can compare these details in Leviticus with the life of Christ in the New Testament. Okay? That's the last part of Galatians chapter 3, there, verse 23. It says, shut up into the faith which should, be re- after, which should afterwards be revealed. Okay, see, now, it's, now it's been revealed in the New Testament. Um, you know, if you've ever watched a movie to the end and you, you miss some parts along the way, you know, you might have got up to go to the bathroom or go get you some popcorn or something like that. And so you, you watch it again and you're like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I get it now. I missed that little detail, you know, when I got up to go somewhere um, and I wasn't paying attention. And that's what it's like to have the New Testament and the Old Testament. You have both of them. We have a, we have a fulfillment. We have the rest of the story in the New Testament. Um, see, the Jews don't, those unbelieving Jews today, they don't have that. They don't have it because they don't believe in the New Testament. Um, they don't really believe in the Old Testament either. Most of them, it's just, you know, it's just tradition. Um, but they have a collection of old stories, good stories, but they don't make a whole lot of sense without that fulfillment in the New Testament. Okay? It's just history and tradition to them. But if we understand these types and these foreshadows, we believe um, what Jesus said, he said in the volume of the book, it is written of me. That's what this whole study is about. Um, now you can compare the New Testament and the Old Testament, and we, can, and we take that for granted. You know, we take that for granted that we can do that. Um, go back to uh, Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. We'll get, we'll get into Leviticus here in a minute. Acts chapter 17. Acts 
And we'll, we'll look here at some folks that, that didn't have that, but they still got saved. Um, Acts 17, look at verse, um, let's get down to verse 10. It said, And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, uh, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. Uh, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and searched the scriptures daily whether those, these things were so. Okay, So Paul went into the synagogue at Berea and, and preached Christ, and, they, and they, they didn't just take him at his word. Um, it says they, they received the word with all readiness of mind. Okay, So that means they basically said, okay, well, this may be true, what he's saying, what he's telling us about Jesus Christ. Um, and, and, and then it says that they searched the scriptures daily. What scriptures, what scriptures did they search? People didn't have individual copies of the Bible back then. Um, uh, you know, first of all, there was no New Testament, okay? Their, their synagogue probably would have had scrolls of the Old Testament. You know, each synagogue would have had copies. Um, and that's the scripture they searched daily. Um, so Paul was preaching to them. No doubt, he's no doubt telling them how Christ fulfilled all the Old Testament prophecies and all these things that we're looking at right now. Um, so and we don't know exactly what he preached, but, you know, you can bet it was, it was some of the things that, that, that we're looking at right now. And I wouldn't doubt if he quoted from Leviticus and said, hey, you know how you, know, you, you bring this animal to, to, to the priest and he does this with it and, uh, and, and he had to wear this certain garment. We'll look at that today. And, and he could only go in at certain times and they would take this goat and they would lead him, away, you know, you, you would lead that goat away from the, out into the wilderness. Um, that, was, you know, that's, that was exactly what, what happened to Christ. And, and the Bereans would, would, would go to that scroll and they'd say, well, you know, Son of a gun, you know, you're right. You know, I see it now. That's obviously what happened to these Bereans. Um, and that's what caused them to believe. So the same things we're studying right now. So hopefully you've seen some things you've never seen before in this study. You know, you've seen Jesus in places that you've never seen him before, hopefully in the Old Testament. That, that was my whole point in teaching this. And, and that's good because that's why the Bereans believe. They, they believe based on the pictures of Christ and in, in, in the, in the fulfillment of Christ in the Old Testament. Uh, and I'm sure it wasn't just one thing, just like in this study. He, you know, he's here, he's here, he's, he's all over. He's in every page of the Old Testament, pretty much. And that's what makes the Old Testament so, so interesting. You know, if, if, you, if you can't see Jesus, it's just a bunch of stories that really don't make a whole lot of sense if they don't have any fulfillment, okay? Um, and, you know, interesting, but, but there's, there's a lot of fiction books that are interesting, you know, but they don't do anything. They're not real. The Old Testament is about a person who saved your life. That's what it's about. The whole thing, okay? So hopefully you're seeing that like, like the Bereans did. Um, but let's, let's uh, get back into the uh, book of Leviticus. I want to go back and kind of do a review. Because, you know, every time, I, every time I look back at this stuff, I find something new, something I didn't see before. That's the, the cool thing about going back in the Old Testament. You're constantly finding these pictures of Jesus. Um, but the first seven chapters of Leviticus are, are about the five sacrifices. We talked about this last time. And then it's, it summarizes the sacrifices in Leviticus chapter 7. Uh, look at Leviticus chapter 7. Um, look at verse 37. Leviticus 7 and verse 37. It says, This is the law of the burnt offering, of the meat offering, and of the sin offering, and the trespass offering, and of the consecrations of the sacrifice of the peace offerings. Okay? So we looked at these last time. Leviticus 1 was the burnt offering. Um, it, it, you know, it talked about a male without blemish, and that, that's, that's what Christ was. He was a male without blemish. Um, the, 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 offer, the, the offer that had no blemish, right? The, 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 the lamb or whatever the sacrifice was, it had no blemish. So the sacrifice had no blemish, but the offerer did. 
Okay, um, that's our problem. We have we have a blemish. We have a sin. We have a sin problem, and we need a substitute that does it. Okay, that's what you see in Leviticus chapter one. Um, go to hold your place here. We're going to be coming back and forth to Leviticus. Go to First Peter chapter three. First uh, Peter chapter three. Peter chapter 3, verse 18. It says, For Christ also hath suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but, but quickened by the Spirit. See, that, that's, that's the important thing about you know, books like Leviticus and just Old Testament in general, is the, the New Testament, it doesn't make sense. You, you're not going to get all these, these little clues that, that, that they're talking about in the New Testament if you don't understand about all the sacrifices in the Old Testament. It said the just for the unjust. That's what they were doing in, in, when they made these sacrifices. Okay? It points back to Leviticus because you were bringing an innocent animal. right? He, did, he didn't deserve to die. Okay? Um, he had no blemish, but you did. right? Um, so you were, you were killing him in your place. Um, and again, this, this makes everything make more sense when you, when you, when you go back to the Old Testament. Um, it makes Ephesians chapter 5 make more sense. Uh, Flip back to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 27. Ephesians 5 and verse 27. And it says that he might present it to himself. He's speaking of the church. Uh, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should, should be holy and without blemish. Okay? That's, that's what Christ did for the church. Okay? And again, that points back to Leviticus, to these sacrifices that they made in, in, in the law. And, and, you know, guys like Andy Stanley, he'll say, well, you need to unhitch from the Old Testament. You know, how does this scripture make sense without Leviticus, without the Old Testament? It, it doesn't. Only the devil would have you throw away the Old Testament because you're not going to understand all these, all these passages in the New Testament. Okay? That's, that's, that's insanity. You don't do that. Stick, you know, you need the Old Testament. You need to go back and, and you know, with a good, good Bible reading plan, you're reading the Old Testament, New Testament. Old Testament, you're going back and forth. That's, that's, that's how you read the Bible. Um, but remember, this was a voluntary offering. Um, flip back to Leviticus chapter 1, look at verse 3. It said, uh, um, If his offering be a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own, his own voluntary will at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. Okay, now, uh, go to John chapter 10. Speaking of voluntary, John chapter 10. And look at verse 17. It says, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, uh, that I might take it again. No man taketh it, it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. Okay? Um, so, you, again, you see, you know, it's voluntary. Christ, Christ his, 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 he laid his life down voluntarily, um, and that was a voluntary sacrifice. Leviticus chapter 2 um, talked about the, the, the meat offering. The, it talked about fl fine flour, okay, the, the bread. Um, Jesus said in, in John chapter 6, if you're still there in John, uh, John chapter 6 and verse 27, um, he, said, he says, Labor not for the meat uh, which perisheth, but that, for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, 
which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Okay, this was the meat offering, and, and that's what Jesus was talking about here. He's referring back to, to the meat offering in, in Leviticus chapter 2, or the meal, what we call the meal offering, uh, the bread. Uh, Isaiah 55 and verse 2 says, Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and, and your labor for that which satisfi satisfieth not? Okay, and in the verse before that, in Isaiah 55 and verse 1, um, he, he makes it clear that it's without money and without price. It's free, okay? Um, salvation in Christ is free. He pictures the, the fine flour in that sacrifice, and he's the bread that satisfies, the, the bread that saves. Okay, that's Jesus. It's, it's free bread, okay? All these, all these sacrifices, all these offerings are, are, um, are Jesus, are pictures of Jesus. Um, the meal offering was Jesus, um, and that's why in, in, in verse 11, if you go back to... Uh, Leviticus um, chapter 1, I'm sorry, chapter 2, in verse 11, it says, no, no meat offering which ye shall bring unto the Lord shall be made with leaven. For ye shall burn no leaven, nor any honey in any offering of the Lord made by fire. Okay? Um, so there was, there was the, the meal offering had no leaven. He said, no, burn no leaven in it, because leaven is a picture of sin and corruption. Okay? And there was no sin or corruption in Jesus. Okay, obviously a picture of Jesus in Leviticus chapter 2 in the meal offering. Leviticus chapter 3, um, I'm just kind of go, going through these real quick to do a, a review of what we did last time. Leviticus 3 was a peace offering, uh, and this was an offering that was eaten. Okay, this, this one's really interesting because, you know, if you read through there, I'm not going to read all this, um, but it, it's really interesting because the, the bread, basically the breast and the right thigh, whatever, whatever you were bringing, um, it went to the priest. Okay, the, the fat went to God. The fat around the, uh, the what they call the innards, the, the kidneys and things like that, that went to God. That was the best part, and then the rest went to the person who offered it. Okay, so you know, think about that. You you had this offering where the priest takes part of it. Okay, the person offering takes part of it, and then God takes part of it. So that's a fellowship. It's a fellowship. That's that's what the peace offering was. Um, the priest pictures Jesus. He's the high priest. When you get to Hebrews, that's what you, you'll read. Um, he's, he's our great high priest. Um, then it was you and God, right? The priest and you and God. And you were, you were all fellowshipping together in peace. It's, it's a really cool picture when you think about that peace offering. Um, but Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? Again, it's all three of you there. Okay? There's you and God fellowshipping together because of Jesus Christ. See, that you see all that in the peace offering. All three of it, you and, 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 and the Lord, uh, Lord Jesus Christ and God, God the Father, okay, because of his sacrifice. That's what the peace offering represents, you and God having peace through Jesus Christ and being able to sit down and fellowship together, okay? And, you know, you, you, people think that Leviticus is boring, but when you, when you realize it's all about Jesus, it, it's not boring. It, it, it all comes together. Um, but another thing to notice about this, this particular um, offering is that um, it could be male or female. Look at Leviticus chapter 3 there. Um, uh, let's see, verse 1, it says, And if his oblation be a sacrifice of uh, a peace offering, if he shall offer it of the herd, whether it be a male or female, he shall offer it without blemish before the Lord. Okay? Um, with that in mind, uh, hold your place. Go back, go back to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians 3 and verse 27. It says, For as many as you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Um, 
There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you all one in, in Christ Jesus. So see, we all have equal footing in Christ. We, we can all have peace with Christ and each other through the peace offering that Christ made Okay, when he died on the cross. Okay, now those were sweet, what they call the sweet offerings, sweet savor offerings, uh, and they were voluntary. They were all voluntary. Um, the last two are what they call non-sweet uh, offerings, and they were specifically for sin. Okay, the, the sin offering in Leviticus chapter 4, which is next, was, was basically for the, the whole collective sin of the people. Okay, Leviticus chapter 4, uh, turn there with me in verse, uh, let's see, verse 2. It says, speaking to the children of Israel, saying, If a soul shall sin through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which ought not to have been done, uh, and shall do against any of them, if the priest that is anointed do sin according to the sin of the people, then let him bring for his sin which he hath sinned, a young bullet without blemish, unto the Lord for a sin offering. Okay, so this, this basically represents the sin nature of everybody. Okay, um, we all have a sin nature. We, all, we, we sin in, even in ignorance, like it says there in verse 2. And, that, you know, that's the foolishness of, of, of telling somebody they have to stop sinning in order to be saved. Uh, you know, a lost person doesn't even know the full extent of what sin is. They don't even, they don't even know the, the full extent of their sin, you know, how they sin. A lot of believers don't, you know. And, and th but this offering was for sin that you didn't even know about, okay. Um, and this was not for lying or murder or any kind of intentional, you know, sin. This was for just a collective sin. Um, and th this, is, this pictured Christ dying for everyone, Okay. Um, he died for the sins, the Bible says he died for the sins of the whole world. Um, even for those who, who, who don't think they deserve hell, people who, for who you know, think they're good enough to go to heaven, he died for, for, for the sins of everybody. Um, and, and, and those who are ignorant enough to believe that they, you know, they deserve heaven by their own works, he, he died for them too. Um, all the cults in the world, the Jehovah's Witnesses, whatever. Um, uh, you turn to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4. Timothy 4, and look at verse 10. It says, for, there, um, for therefore we both labor and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe. Okay? Um, so he's the Savior of all men, um, which means, you know, the Calvinists are wrong. Um, he died for your sins, even if you're totally ignorant of what he did for you. Okay? Uh, but you, you just don't get the salvation, okay, that he offers unless you believe. Okay, that's why it says in that last part of verse 10, it says, especially of those that believe. Okay, and that's what the last picture, uh, the last sacrifice pictures um, in Leviticus chapter 5 is the, the trespass offering. And this is for the individual specifically, okay. Look at, uh, look at Leviticus chapter 5 and a couple of these verses. It says... Um, in verse 1, it says, And of a soul sin, and hear the voice of swearing and as a witness. Um, verse 2, it says, Or if a soul touch any unclean thing. Uh, verse 4, it says, uh, Or if a soul swear, pronouncing with his lips to do evil or to do good. That, you know, that's you. If a soul sin, it says that over and over again. That's, that's specifically talking to the, the person. Christ died for everybody's sin, but, but you have to own it. You have to own that, um, that, that he, he died for your sin. And that's, that's what this, this, this sacrifice pictures. Um, and the best example of that to me, um, flip over to uh, 2 Samuel chapter 12. 
Second Samuel chapter 12. And this, this, of course, is the study story of, you know, when Nathan the prophet, he came to David and he, he told the story about the rich man who had lots of sheep and then the, you know, the, the, the poor, poor man had one and this rich man has a visitor, so he kills that, that, that poor man's sheep that just had one. And it says in 2 Samuel 12, verse 7, and it said, and Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Okay? Thou art the man. That, see, that's intentional sin. Um, you have to own the fact that you've sinned against God. And that's what this, this sac- that last sacrifice pictures. Um, that's the trespass offering. Um, and it says in 2 Samuel 12, there in verse 13, David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Okay, I have sinned against the Lord. Notice there was there was there was no uh, no in this this particular offering there was there was no frankincense. There was no oil like there was in you know some of the other ones. Um, there was nothing sweet about this this sacrifice. Okay, um, no sweet smelling fragrance. It it was a life given for your sins, your your sin in particular. Okay, that's what salvation is. It's a life for a life. Okay, you don't give your life to Jesus. You don't. He, he gave his life for you. Okay? You, you have nothing to do with it. Um, you, you can't dress it up with your own good works. That's what, you know, uh, there, there's nothing sweet about it. You sin, he died for your sin. It's that simple. That's, that's Jesus in the trespass offering. Okay? Um, I just want to go back over those real quick. But um, skip to uh, Leviticus chapter 16. Leviticus chapter 16. I wanted to get to this one. This is the Day of Atonement. Um, and this is kind of like the Super Bowl of, of sacrifices. Um, and this is uh, where the Day of Atonement, it brought one priest um, behind, the, behind the curtain um, once a year. And if you know anything about Scripture, a, a picture ought to be kind of forming in your head. It says in Leviticus chapter 16, uh, beginning in verse 1, it said, And the Lord spake unto Moses um, after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they offered before the Lord and died. Um, and, and the Lord said unto Moses, speaking to Aaron thy brother, that he come not at all times into the holy place within the veil before the mercy seat, which is upon the ark, that he die not. For I will appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. Thus shall Aaron come into the holy place with a young bullock for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. Again, he says here, not at all times, okay? Only once per year for this, this particular sacrifice. And the, you know, the Jews still call this the day. You know, not, they don't always call it the day of atonement. They call it the day. It's like the Super Bowl of, of you know, atonement. Um, so back, back up to uh, Exodus chapter 30. Exodus chapter 30. And this is a good, uh, some of a good picture of this sacrifice. It says, um, Exodus 30 and verse 10. And Aaron shall make an atonement upon the horns of it once, a, once in a year, with the blood of the sin offering of atonements. Once in the year shall he make atonement upon it. Throughout your generations, it is most holy unto the Lord. Okay? So this, this kind of made, this made a constant reminder of sin for Israel. Every year, you know, without fail, this was to be done by one man, one priest, right? Um, and we know that this is obviously pointing to Jesus, okay? Um, when you get to Hebrews, go to Hebrews with me real quick, to uh, Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11. It says, But Christ being, a, come, being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, 
Uh, neither by the blood of, bo- of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in, in, in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Okay? Um, once. So back, and back up to uh, Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. verse 9, Romans 6 and verse 9. It says, Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, dead dieth no more, death hath no, dominion, no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Okay? So Jesus is the fulfillment of the day of atonement. Um, you know, on the, on the cross he said, it is finished. Right? He, he fulfilled the day of atonement when he did that. Um, our day of atonement was the day he died on the cross and he ultimately rose again. Um, and so there's a lot to learn here about these shadows as well as the, the, uh, that, that, that pertains to salvation we have in Christ. Um, he said, come not at all times. Okay, come once, right? Um, how many times do we come to Christ for salvation? Once. That's it. One time. Um, not over and over again. You know? uh, yes, yes they, made, they made sacrifices over and over again. But those sacrifices didn't save you, okay? Hebrews 10, 4 makes that clear. It, said it, it says it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sin, you know? Those sacrifices basically kicked the can down the road, you know, until the one sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So when you think a person can get saved and sin and lose it and, and get saved again and, and lose it, okay, you're, you're basically you're stuck in the law, okay? Not that they could lose their salvation under the law, but it's the same concept, you know. It said he came, he, he said he came, he said come once. Not, not at all time, not over and over, okay. That's, that's, not, that's not how salvation works. And these same people will go to Hebrews chapter 6, and verse, you know, 4 through 6, and where it says, it says it is impossible for those who have fallen away to renew them again into repentance. Um, and they'll use that as a proof text to say, well, you can lose your salvation, okay. Um, and this is another reason you need to understand Leviticus, because if you don't, you're going to fall for that. Okay. If you do, you if you if you do understand it, you'll realize that he was talking to Hebrew believers who were go who were in danger of going back to those sacrifices um, after Christ made the one sacrifice. Okay. So so one sacrifice one, once per year. Okay. Well, what did, what did he bring with him? Okay. It says uh, Leviticus chapter sixteen and verse four said he shall put on the the holy linen coat. And he shall have the linen breeches upon his flesh, and he shall be girded with a, a linen girdle, and with a linen mitre shall, be, shall he be attired. These are holy garments. Therefore shall he wash his flesh in water, and so put them on. Okay? Well, so because he, he had to wear a holy linen coat, right? What is that picture? Go to John chapter 19. We looked at this earlier. John chapter 19. Look at verse 23, and it says, uh, Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to every soldier apart, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from, from the top without. Okay? It says, they said, let, uh, Therefore among themselves, let us not rend it, but cast lots for it, who shall, whose it shall be. Okay? So that little detail is there for a reason. Okay? Uh, 
because it, it points back to Leviticus chapter 16. There was a particular coat or garment that the, that the priest would wear when he, when he went in to minister on the Day of Atonement. And the soldiers, it said they cast lot for Jesus' coat because it was, it was a seamless garment. It was valuable, right? They didn't want to tear it into pieces. Um, and it pictured his righteousness. But the mention of the coat tells us that Jesus, um, when, he, when he went to make his sacrifice, he was acting as a high priest. Okay, He had, a, he had a, a, a holy coat, just like it said in Leviticus chapter 16. It's pointing back to Leviticus chapter 16 um, when he went to the cross. He, he was different, and he wore a different garment, right? Um, actually, um, if you go back to, uh, turn back to Ezekiel, Old Testament book of Ezekiel, chapter, let's see, chapter 44. Ezekiel chapter 44. <clears throat> and this speech, this is talking about this, the future temple, okay? And it, and it says in Ezekiel 44, uh, verse 19, it says, And when they go forth into the, uh, the utter court, even in, into the utter court to the people, they shall put off their garments wherein they ministered and lay them in the holy chambers, and they shall put on other garments, and they shall not sanctify the people with their garments. So that holy linen coat, again, it pictures Jesus in, in Leviticus chapter 16. It, it was different, okay? He was wearing a different garment, okay? Because he's different. He's sinless, right? He's the high priest. He's the great high priest. Um, it also pictures what we have to, to have before we come to God, right? Um, go to, uh, while you're still there in the Old Testament, go to the book of Ze Old Testament, book of Zechariah, almost to the end of the Old Testament, Zechariah chapter 3. <clears throat> Zechariah chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. It said, And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, uh, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with a change of raiment. Okay, so again, we get that change of raiment of clothing the moment we place our faith in Christ. You know, he, he exchanges our filthy rags, you know, our filthy clothes for holy clothes, a linen coat, just like it said in Leviticus chapter 16. Um, we have the righteousness of Christ, not by what we've done, by what, but why, what, what he did. Okay, um, and, that, and that brings us to the next part. Um, go back to Leviticus chapter 16 and uh, look at verse 5. It says that he shall, um, beginning of the high priest again now, he shall take up the congregation of the children of Israel, two kids of the goats for a sin offering, and one ram for a burnt offering. And Aaron shall uh, offer his bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself, and he make an atonement for himself and for his house. And he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for the Lord, and the other lot for the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord's lot fell and offer him for a sin offering. Okay? So, it, it, you know, notice over and over again here, it says that he shall. Okay? It says he shall, Aaron shall, he shall, you know, Aaron shall. It just says that over and over again. The high priest is doing everything. Okay? Jesus, you know, who, who's doing all the work here? The high priest. The high priest is doing all the work. Um, 
Jesus was our high priest, and that's the picture here. The high priest did all the work, okay, um, until the very end of the ritual here. Um, over, I think over 20 times in this passage, it says, Aaron shall, he shall. Um, normally, there was many priests and Levites, you know, serving in the temple um, and, and other people bringing offerings and things like that. But on this day, there was one man doing pretty much all the work, okay? Who does that picture? It pictures Jesus. I mean, it's, it's, it's fairly simple to see. It's not you. I'll tell you that. It's not you. Um, go to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. We're almost finished. Romans chapter 5. Verse 15. Um, it says, But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of, of one many be dead, many much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abandoned unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was uh, by one to condemnation. Uh, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For by one man's offense, death reigned by one much more they which receive uh, abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as uh, by the offense of one, just notice how many times it just keeps saying one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, that's Adam, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Okay? And that just shows us that it, it isn't our obedience that saves us, okay? If that were true, we would be doomed, okay? But just as the high priest did all the work, you know, Aaron or whoever the high priest was at the time, you know, it just said over and over again, Aaron shall and he shall. He, he did all the work. But just as the high priest did all the work, our high priest did all the work for us, okay? Uh, go, to, go to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. John chapter 6, look at verse 27. Again, remember that the high priest was doing all the work. It said, uh, Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath, hath God the Father sealed. Notice it says, he shall give it to you. Uh, then they said unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God that you believe on him who he hath sent. Okay? Why just believe? You know, and that's what everybody says today. You can't just believe. Uh, well, because he did all the work. Just like the high priest in the temple on the Day of Atonement. He did all the work. Okay? All you can do is believe. That's all you can do. You're not the high priest. He is. Okay, he did all the work. You just believe and trust in him. Okay, uh, go to one more. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. And verse 14. So seeing then that we, that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Okay, in other words, don't let anybody talk you out of being saved by grace. Okay, don't let anybody add works to your faith. 
or, or get you to think that there's something you can do to make God love you more or make him love you less, okay? God, you know, he, he's the great high priest. He did all the work, and we just simply rest in what he did. It's that simple. So we'll finish there today with the gospel. We didn't even get to the scapegoat. We'll get to that next time. Um, that's a really cool picture, too. But uh, any questions or comments? Okay. All right. I'll close this, Lord. We thank you so much for, for your word as we come here today. We thank you for the beautiful weather, fall weather, and and uh, we just thank you that we can come and study your word. We look at, as we look at these pictures of, of your son Jesus in the Old Testament, Lord, it's amazing how uh, we look at these sacrifices, and each one is a picture of him, Lord. And, and uh, I, I, most of all, we thank you that um, as we see it on the Day of Atonement, Lord, it was, it was all about your work, about, about his work that he did on the cross. And it had nothing to do with us. Um, he, he, he gave his life for ours that we could... Uh, that we could live with you forever, and we're thankful for that. Thank you that you made salvation so free and, and so simple, Lord. Um, if anybody listen to this today, I pray that they'll uh, realize they're a sinner, um, realize that they have a blemish, just like uh, we studied in these these sacrifices, and and uh, that they had to bring a, a, a male without blemish, and, and that was Jesus Christ. Realize you're a sinner, um, that, you, that you can't pay for your own sins, that, that Christ came and uh, he died, he was buried and rose on the third day. That was his, his finished work. Put your faith in that and his finished work, and then you'll be saved just as you are. We thank you for that, Lord. And um, pray for the rest of the service today. Pray for Pastor Barry and all the teachers today. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.